You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramapet Shemesh Israel 5780, 2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bahar in Mechukosai. I'd like to focus on some of the Pesukim in Mechukosai at the very end of the Teichacha. The Teichacha lays out for, a, for us a map. The Teichacha gives us the instructions. Bahar Sinai, Kodesh Baruch Hu tells us, talks about Shemitah, the idea of trust, absolute reliance on Kodesh Baruch Hu, expecting miracles, which we've spoken about in the Bitochem podcast. And the Torah tells us if we don't trust in Hashem, if we don't rely on Him, if we act like He's not there, if we don't fulfill His mitzvahs, we don't fulfill His commandments, the Torah lays out for us exactly what's going to happen. And we look through Jewish history, we see that indeed, it's what happened. At the very end of the Teichacha, the Torah gives us a few psukim, which... As we read them, we see that Hashem promises us that He will always love us no matter what. No matter how far we've gone, He'll never just destroy us completely as a result of our sins. He always will remember us. He never finds us to be repulsive. And I'd like to read to you these psukim, and I'd like to share with you an amazing medrash based on these psukim. Pasuk, this is in chapter 26, Perchavav, Pasuk Mem, verse 40. After all of the difficulties that the Jewish people will endure after all of the Jew- all of Jewish history has has occurred so what's going to happen is the Jewish people will recognize that they've made mistakes they'll recognize that they turned away from Hashem they'll recognize that they've turned away from the Torah they haven't kept it properly they haven't studied the Torah properly properly they'll admit it they'll admit their sins and the sins of their fathers this that they have benefited from me in a way which is incorrect. They'll admit to the fact that they had ignored the fact that Hashem was in charge of the world. Now, the Pasuk says something very interesting, and I'm going to share with you quickly what the Ramban says before we get to the Medrash. Pasuk says, So it says something very strange. Even though they've just admitted to their sin, Hashem tells us that they're going to, that He's going to still, if they even though they're admitting that they've, that they've denied Hashem's existence, as it were, Hashem is promising He's still going to go with them, Bekeri. He's still going to act with them as if He's not there. I'm going to bring them into the land of their enemies. Until the point where their heart finally admits, until their heart finally subjugates itself to me. Then their sins will be forgiven. And then the Pasuk says the amazing Pasuk, the Torah says the amazing Pasuk, verse 42, which we'll soon see the Medrash that talks about it. I will remember the covenant that I made with Jacob. I will also remember my covenant with Isaac. And I'll also remember the covenant that I made with Abraham. Art says, Carl, remember the land. Okay, so there's steps here. The Ramban explains the steps. They go and they admit their sin. Nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu still acts with them in a way as if they haven't really been forgiven completely. Then they completely uh, are nichna. They subjugate themselves to Hashem. And Hashem remembers the covenant that He made. And finally, I'm skipping a pasuk. Hashem promises that even when they were in a far-off land, when they were in a place where they weren't in charge, where it wasn't their 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 holy land. Still, I never I was never disgusted by them. I never found them to be ma'usim. I was never even though they 
rejected me, Hashem says, even though the Jewish people rejected HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I, Hashem, never rejected them. L'chaleisam, to destroy them, Hashem promises that He will never completely destroy the Jewish people. He may be angry, He may destroy a part of the Jewish people, but He'll never destroy them completely. Hashem promises once again, He'll remember the covenant that he, and, and how He took them out of Egypt, etc. Okay, so Hashem makes this promise. And what is the order here? What is the, the idea here, the, the gradations? So the Ramban explains that the idea is that there will be a Tkufa in history, and he brings, he, he brings that this is exactly what happened between the, uh, between the destruction of the first Beis Megdash and the second one. When the Jews returned to the land of Israel after seven years of exile, so there was a Tkufa where they were still subjugated to the Ummah Sa'ilam, even though they had returned to Israel, even though they returned and, and uh, indeed made their own government in the land of Israel, with the permission of the, the Persians. However, they were still subject to the marauding nations who were there. They were still not completely, it wasn't completely under their jurisdiction. And we can see that this is what's going on now. Jewish people have returned to the land of Israel. We're still subject to the whims of the Umasolim, the European Union, the Americans, etc. And we still have our enemies within and without that are trying to destroy us. So we haven't yet reached that time. So that's the, that's the promise here. There's going to be a time where we return to Eretz Yisrael. This is the Ramban. We return to the land of Israel, but we're not completely in charge. We're not completely, we don't have full jurisdiction yet. Okay, and there and and as a result of that, says the Ramban, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will behave with us in a way we will not. Why does that happen? What is it? Why does it happen? Indeed, that we don't have full jurisdiction here. Why do the, our our enemies continue to fight against us? Why does the European Union continue to say no? The Jews can't annex the Yehuda Shamron area, Judea and Samaria. Why? It's because of our sins. It's because we've turned away from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's because we haven't fully acknowledged Him yet. I'm not talking about those who don't know. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about those who are aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We haven't fully brought Him into our lives. And the moment that we raise our awareness, raise our spiritual level to the degree that we do so, so it has a ripple effect on all of those around us. Indeed, we see that in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, that there are so many people who have become Bali Tshuva, who have repented, who have, have come back to becoming Torah people. All of this is a result of the strengthening of the Torah the strengthening of the limu, the strengthening of our relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. But it's a, it's a great, it's a, it happens in gradations, it happens in steps. And Hashem promises that throughout all of this, even when we are challenged, even when things are difficult, He never forgets the covenant that He made with Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. He never forgets who we are, who, uh, whose children we are. We are the children of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Even though they lived three and a half thousand years ago, Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't forget. That's why we also don't forget. We always talk about these stories as if they happened yesterday. Okay? That's the idea of the Pesukim. Now I want to share with you the Medrash. It's a long Medrash. I don't, I don't think we're going to read the whole thing. But it's a beautiful Medrash. Very interesting idea. Medrash says something which at first doesn't seem as is its way. doesn't seem to be connected. We, the, the point that it's coming to address is the reversal. All of the Mephoshim talk about it. The reversal of the Pasuk. It says, I'll remember the covenant I made with Yaakov, Jacob. I'll, excuse me, I'll also remember the covenant I made with Yitzchak and with Avram. It's, it's reversed. It's backwards. We should say Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov like we always do. 
So Meshish tells us that there's a number of places where things are reversed. And there's a specific reason why the Torah does this. We need to understand what is indeed the reason. Usually we talk about Shomayim Va'aretz. Hashem in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. However, we find there are a few places where the Torah places first the word Aretz before Shomayim, the earth before the heavens. Now we need to understand this because indeed we want to know the history. How did Hashem do it? What did He create first? The heavens or the earth? Also, we need to understand what's more important, spiritual matters or physical matters, right? It's an important question. So usually we see It sounds like what's the main thing is the heavens. Hashem created the heavens and the earth, but we find that sometimes the can reverse it and say Ha'aretz, like in this verse in Tehillim, in Psalm chapter 102, I think it is. Chavvav, Pasuk 26. Okay. Beshamai ubeisil. So the Gemara says we have a machlekes. We have an argument between Beshamai and Beisil. Beshamai, I remember, Hashamai nevrutchila achar kach aretz. What was created first is Beshamai. The heavens were created first, and then the land. Shanem are brachel barlekim es Hashamai varetz. Brings that verse. Beisil, I remember, haaretz nevrutchila biachar kach Shamai. Beisil says, no, no, no. You want to know what was created first? The earth was created first, and then the heavens. Elo ve'el mevim tam ledevrem. Each one proves. Their statement, What is the reason, Beishamai says, that it makes sense that the heavens were created first? You have a king, he, he, he has his craftsmen create from a throne. First he makes a throne, and then he makes the stool, the footstool, where he places his feet, right? The throne is very high up. So first he makes... The, the, the throne, and then he makes the footstool. The verse tells us that Hashem said, the heavens are his throne, and the earth is his footstool. So it makes sense. HaKadosh Baruch Hu first creates his throne, creates his spiritual realms, and then the place where it will now apply. Then we'll talk, first you have the king, and then you have the people. Hillel says no. Hashem created the earth first. The army hearts never is tchila v'achakach shemayim. Moshe l'melech shabona paltin, mishabona tachtoinim, bona el yoinim. What does what does a king do when he wants to build his palace? Right. What does he do first? He lays down the foundation in the earth. Once he has the foundation, he builds up the palace. Right. Once he builds up the palace, then he can be the king. Kach ksev b'yemas hashashon l'kim eres hashemayim. The verse says in Bereshis chapter two. It says, Hashem created the earth and the heavens. First verse there. Okay, so which was created first, and therefore which is more important, the spiritual realms or the physical realms? Beishami says, the spiritual realms were created first. Basil says, no, the physical realms were created first. What does that mean? Alright, so that's the Machlekes. Now, I'm going to skip a little bit because I don't have time to read everything here. But there's a very interesting thing. The measures tells us that this very argument, this very argument, okay, I'm sorry. Amr B'Shem Varichai. B'Shem Varichai says, the argument that we just spoke about here, He said, I don't understand how they're arguing about this. It doesn't make any sense to me. Interesting, I want to share with you this little thing because it's such a cool thing. The Eitz says, 
that uh, Rabbi Shimon Baruchai refers to Beisham and Beishil as the Aves Oilam, the fathers of the world. He brings here the Yitzchak. It brings from the Megala Amukim that when Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world, he says Nase Adam bidmusenu kidmusenu, right? Bidzalmenu kidmusenu. Hashem says, "Let us make man." The word Naase is made up of four letters: Nun, Ein, Sin, Hey. Naase stands for Nimlach, Im, Shamai, VeHillel. Hashem asked who? To whom did He ask this question? Shamai and Hillel. That's the Shin and the Hey of Naase. Those were the, because the, they were Kailo, their souls, Hillel and Shammai, those souls were Kailo, all of the souls of the Tzadik and the righteous ones who would ever be born. Just cool, interesting. So Rabbi Shimon Yechai says, how did the Ovisa Oilam, Shammai and Hillel, how did they have this argument? I don't understand. Says Rabbi Shimon Yechai, you know, which was created first? Neither. They were created at the same exact moment. Amazing thing. It's just like a pot. When they make a pot, so they have a mold. They have a, a frame within which they place, let's say, the metal or the plastic, whatever it is. This mold, you pour the stuff in at the same time. The same mold you use to create the pot and to create the cover of the pot. That has to fit exactly. Okay, so you have the mold. You put it in, bang, you have them both. They were created together. Shemayim arts were not created separately. Okay. He brings a verse in Isaiah chapter 48, verse 13, that indicates that this, these two things were done at the same time by the same hand, as it were. The hand of God, God founded the, the land and the, the heavens. Okay, we're going to get back soon. Remember, let's hold cup. We had a question. Why does it reverse the Psukim? Why Yaakov Avinu, who, you know, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? Here it says Yaakov, Yitzchak, and Avram. Here we have the verses saying a certain order. Usually it's Shemaim Varetz, but here we have Eretz Vishemaim. What is the idea? Here's the point. Rabbi Lazar Shimon. The son of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, he said, in explaining his father's opinion, he said, usually the Torah places Shemaim first, before Aretz. And, but sometimes it places the Aretz first. What does this teach us? says an amazing thing. He says, you want to know which is more important? Is it the spiritual realms? Is it the physical realms? Is it my Parnasa? Is it my Limud HaTayra? Is it my studying of the Word of God? Is it my spirituality? Is it my physicality? Which is more important? Says Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, as explained by his son, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, who sat, who sat in the cave with him for 13 years, he understood his father. He said, this is to teach us, the Torah is coming to teach us, as my father is explaining, that these two aspects were created at the same time. That means, equals, these are equal aspects. They are partners in creation. As an example of this idea, we find Chazal tell us that that uh, the Ramchal talks about this at length. That when Mashiach comes, Alam so we get back to our, you know the people who have died come back to life. What is the idea? Why, why don't we just fly off into the spiritual realms? You know what do we need this physical body for anymore? And the physical body lives forever, according to the Ramchal, as expl- you know based on the deeper sources. The Kabbalah. 
Well, what is the idea that the physical body lives forever? And the answer is, That means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives reward, just reward, do reward to whoever does His will. The physical body is involved in the midst of I wrap that's filling on my arm, right? My hands are involved in lighting the menorah. My hands are involved in doing Hadlakas Neris of Shabbos. My mouth, my voice, my physical body is, I'm, I'm going to Shul, I'm going to a minion, I'm going to, to, to learn Torah. Because the physical body is involved in the mitzvahs, Hashem has to bring the physical body back to life. The body has to get its just reward. It must get its just reward. So you see that the physical is the Hechitim, so we can't perform mitzvahs in the, in, in the higher realms. We can't do God's will in the higher realm. There's no Bechira there. There's no free will. It's only here in this realm. So they're equal. They're equal. We need both. We need the physical. We need to have parnasa. We need to have livelihood so that we can indeed be able to perform the mitzvahs of Hashem. These, are, these things are on, they have to be treated equally. Now it's interesting Medrash doesn't say this explicitly, uh, or perhaps it hints to the idea, brings down to other places. We find that there's a change in order by uh, Moshe and Aaron. Sometimes it says Moshe first, sometimes it says Moses before Aaron, sometimes it reverses it to teach us that they're equal. Sometimes, it's, in speaking about Kibbut Afa'im, sometimes it says that you must honor your father and your mother. Other times it says their mother and your father. Why? Because it's te- teaching us that they need to be equal. Yet, what we see, and this is an important point, is that usually we put Shemayim before Aretz. The Torah wants us to understand that they're equal. They're equal. They're equally important. We need both of these factors. They're both important. But that doesn't mean that, in in a certain sense, we need to understand what this means. It's, It's a paradox. But in a certain sense, yes, we need to know. Why is the physical important? It's important. And it's equally important. Because of the spiritual. Because of the spiritual. When we look at Moshe and Aaron, Moses and Aaron, Moses was the main Goyal. He was the Goyal, he was the Redeemer. Aaron was also equally important. He was the Kohen Gal, he was the high priest. He's the one who fought for the Jewish people, forgive them. Moshe is the one who stands in front of Hashem. So while it's true, on a certain level they're equal, of course, we need to know who is the main one. Who is Agavu? And the measure says this also in regards to father and a mother. Why is it hard indeed put the father before the mother? That's the main statement. Because the, the wife is also, just like the children are mechuyiv in kibud av, a wife also has an obligation to honor the husband. Okay, so therefore, there's this, there's a hierarchy. Even though there's a hierarchy, still, it depends on which angle you're looking at it from. In, so, in some ways, as my Rosh Hashiva says, I heard him say, a number of times, somebody once asked him, you know, why is it that the Orthodox, the way it was, the question was phrased, why do the Orthodox mistreat their women? How come they don't treat the, the women as well? And he, he explained it with a very clear idea, with a beautiful, it's a mushal, it's true in and of itself, but it also explains everything. He said that, my wife is smarter than me, my wife is more of a tzedekist than me, she's a more righteous person than me. And yet, I'm the one, and my wife insists, I'm the one that sits at the head of the table. Because that's what my children need to see. There's a certain standard, there's a certain order that things are meant to be. And we need to know the order. And it doesn't preclude the fact that from another perspective, the thing that seems to be secondary is equal or greater. Okay, so that's that's a very deep and important thing to understand here.
And the end of this word here says in the Medrash, the Torah is telling us that Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, usually we have Avram first, and then Yitzchak, and then Yaakov. Why does the Torah here reverse the order? Why does the Torah tell us Yaakov's name first, and Hashem remembers Yaakov, and that's the merit through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu returns us to the land of Israel, that He returns us to our correct state, it's, it's reversed. We see it's reversed to teach us that they were equal. That they were equal. Now it's important to understand, so what is the idea? What is the teaching here? What is the depth of this teaching? And I think that the depth of this teaching is that Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, chronologically, they were three different people. This is the father, this is the son, this is the grandson. However, they are all they are all part, they are all a manifestation of a single purpose, of a single goal, which is to bring Hashem into the world, to bring godliness into the world, to bring awareness of God, to bring closeness to God into the world. Now when we say that they are equal, that's what we mean. Now who's the main one? Who started this all? Avraham did. Yitzchak continued it, and Yaakov continued it further. However, they are all part of one unit. And that's true by, by Moshe and Aaron, as we've spoken about, they were the Geula team. They were all, both of them, uh, Moshe, Aaron, Miriam, we also spoke about that you know, in one of the older podcasts. They were all part of the Geula team. Okay, who is the main voice? Who is the one out in front? Moshe Rabbeinu was, but Aaron is the one behind the scenes. Miriam is the one behind the scenes. And that's true also in regards to Avram, Yisak, and Yaakov. And we need to know, it's important to understand that three and a half thousand years later, we are still part of that story. Why is it Hashem is promising us that He's going to remember the covenant? He's going to remember... What's that about? And why is it in these verses that are talking about our vidu, our return to Eretz Yisrael, and still being, still having, having challenges with the nations around us, them not really letting us do whatever we want. We can't annex. We can annex. Why are we dependent on them? We got to do what they say. Oh, if Trump lets us, then we can do it. Like, what's this all about? Like, what, what is this process that's going on? The idea here is that we are a continuation of them. And that's the point. To the extent that we remind ourselves that we, it, it goes backwards. It goes backwards because we are still here. Mikach them. Why are we part of them? We're part of them. Why are we here in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel? Because we are, are doing what they started, we're continuing and completing that which they started. That's why we reverse it here. Yaakov is part of Yitzchak, he's part of Avraham. They're the continuation, they're Nichlal. They are still equally important. And amazingly what it means is that we are also, if we are the ones who are here at the end of time to complete this job, to return to Eretz Yisrael, we are also equally, I don't want to say the words, but we're on equal footing in a certain sense. Here we are, we're, we're the ones who are given the opportunity to return to their ways. We are the ones who are given the opportunity to return to Eretz Yisrael, to return to the land of Israel. Here we are. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is clearly giving us signs today. The safest place in the world, absolute safest place in the world, is Eretz Yisrael. Come home now. This is the time. This is the time to return. This is the time to recognize Hashem is showing us signs. I spoke to my Rosh Hashiva yesterday. He told me that in America there's a debate to just let the old people fend for themselves. They're the ones who are mainly affected by this whole plague. We get the young people have to work. We got to have money. 
Eretz Yisrael. This is the place where you're safe. Where you don't have to worry about whether they're going to leave them to die. Can you think about the ramifications of that? Can you think about the ramifications of living in a society where life is not important? Where making money is more important? Think about that. That's the opposite of this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, come back home. Come back. Reattach yourself to spirituality, to life. Reattach yourself to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael has been here waiting for you. It's time to return. Come back. This is your chance. There's a good excuse right now. Eretz Yisrael is the safest place in the world and it doesn't look like it's going to change so fast. Come back. You know, he promises us he's going to remember them. He's going to remember them. But we have to attach ourselves to who they were. The entire Torah is heading back to Eretz Yisrael. The entire Torah is telling us about Klal Yisrael going to Eretz Yisrael. Lech lecham Avram Avinu, go to Eretz Yisrael. Yitzchak, don't leave Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov, oh, he has to leave Eretz Yisrael, but don't worry, you're going to come back. And Am Yisrael is heading through the wilderness back to Eretz Yisrael, the entire Torah. Come back to Eretz Yisrael. This is the place. This is the time. These are the signs. Don't ignore them. This is the time. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to recognize and remember what it's all about. What is life all about? What is this covenant that Hashem had with Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? Yaakov, Yitzchak, and Avraham. Hashem should help us to recognize who we are. Who we are. Who is the essence of what we are and where we belong. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.